Welcome back, everybody, to episode seven of the Ryu Tokyo podcast, the show that brings you all the big news stories from this week in Japan. Coming to you live from Akasaka, Tokyo. I'm your host, Julian Demansky, and joining me is Ryu Tokyo founder Yasuharu Matsuno. Thank you, Julian. Hey, um, how, how are you doing, everyone? Um, Tokyo is still under lockdown, but I hope you're staying safe and healthy. Yeah, me too. It's a bit of a crazy time for everybody at the moment, but um, you know, we're all pushing through and uh, you know, we do our best to bring you guys the news for the week. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, if everything goes smoothly, um, the government is going to lift the you know, state of emergency by the end of this month, probably. Yeah, true. So, well, yeah, uh, it's, it's, it's different in different prefectures, isn't it? They're doing it kind of bit by bit. Right. So, um, depending on the severity, the population, the you know the, the amount of cases they've had, and the hospital the uh, hospital capacity, mm. so there's lots of factors that go into you know how they're deciding to do mm-hmm. it. But the situation is getting better, I think, in Japan. Yeah, we're seeing about like almost less than one person per um, hundred thousand people mm. in um, in every prefecture. Mm. Uh, it's just that. Uh, Hokkaido and Tokyo are seeing relatively higher number compared to other prefectures. You know, during winter, uh, Sapporo is having a like snow festival, mm. and where you know lots of like uh, tourists and locals like gather together. And I heard a lot of people were uh, got infected um, mm. in that festival. Yeah, it might be actually. Yeah, I saw some videos about that festival. You know, just you know, general people were going there. And yeah, it's very and famous. Stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I mean, this year specifically, it just it seemed like a lot less people. Mm. Um, but there was like no snow last year as well, right? So like, not a lot. It was almost like even if there wasn't an outbreak, it was like there was just no reason to go there because like the, <laughs> there wasn't enough. They had to like bring in snow from other places mm. to really kind of make it worthwhile. Right. So just just overall a bit of a bit of a bad year for Mm. for that festival i think (laughs) but for us people in tokyo it was you know easier to like survive throughout Mm. the winter because it was a lot warmer than regular years right yeah i think so i think so so today is may 22nd and in this episode we're going to be discussing the following big news stories top prosecutor in japan plans to retire after mahjong gambling scandal demon slayer continues to rise in popularity as the manga finishes up SoftBank Group profits continue to plummet as Alibaba founder Jack Ma announces retirement from the board. Grandma awarded Guinness World Record for oldest video game created on YouTube. And due to the coronavirus, a concert is at max capacity with only 15% of seats filled. Hiromu Kurokawa, chief of the Tokyo High Public Prosecutor's Office, is moving to step down from office after his involvement in playing Mahjong for money with news reporters was uncovered. Kurokawa reportedly played two different games of Mahjong on May 1st and May 13th, right in the midst of a nationwide state of emergency. While there are some loopholes with institutions such as Pachinko, public gambling is technically illegal in Japan in all forms. Kurokawa's retirement will not be a good look for Prime Minister Abe Shinzo, who was said to favour Kurokawa or his party. He was also heavily involved in last week's story about raising the retirement age for prosecutors. He was allowed to keep his position despite turning 63 this year, which is the standard age of retirement for prosecutors. Following a large number of celebrities coming forward to voice their opinions on this, Prime Minister Abe and his party have since retracted the proposal. This kind of follows on from last week, right? Um, This Mm. whole story blowing up about 
them changing the prosecutor's um, retirement age from 63 to 65. Right. Um, and while this is not directly linked to that kind of story, it's because the guy is like the chief prosecutor. If he makes any kind of slip up at the moment, then, you know, uh, the people who were kind of against the change mm-hmm. will use it as like ammunition to be like, right. you know, like, you can't trust these people, you know. And this is, I mean, this is bad, isn't it? A prosecutor... I mean, I don't know how it works in Japan, but in like in England or America, if you were like a prosecutor or kind of a lawyer or anything like that, if you ever have like a a case where like you commit a crime or a felony, mm. then you lose like your license to practice sure. law, right? I think my reaction is pretty much the same as most people in Japan, mm. but this is just like unbelievable and indefensible for multiple reasons. Mm. And first, um, as you said, like... You know, gambling for money is like not like I wouldn't say it's a felony, but you know, theoretically, it's illegal in Japan. Um, although it's quite common in reality, you know, look, look at like pachinko or mm. you know, horse racing and stuff. But um, as you were saying, like Kurokawa is um, the technical term is the the superintending prosecutor in Japan, mm. which okay. means the number two prosecutor in Japan. And second, you know, Tokyo is under the, the soft lockdown, right? Under the, the state of like um, emergency declaration. And you're strongly encouraged to avoid Samitsu. Mm. And in order to play Majin, you need at least like four people. That's... I guess kind of like a table like this, right? Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah as, as small yeah. as this. Yeah, so he wasn't avoiding Samitsu, mm. even though the government was, um, you know, telling people, well, like, like not ordering, but requesting people to stay at home. Mm, yeah, right? And third, um, it's said that um, Abe's, uh, Abe's controversial legal reform was, uh, which was about raising the retirement age for prosecutor in Japan, mm. was actually for this guy. Mm. And now he's kind of like, I don't know how to describe it, but it almost <laughs> seems like he's being like self-destructive. Yeah, it's like just the ultimate irony, like the whole reason. Like, yeah, he he's on the verge of that cutoff, right? Sixty-three years old, so he would have benefited from this move. Yeah, so you know, I was quite neutral about extending the you know, or extending or raising the retirement age for prosecutors mm. because uh, these days, um, the age of like sixty-three or even like sixty-five, it's not like considered really old, right? Mm. But yeah, after seeing this news, it's just like indefensible. It mm. just, you know, destroys the, the whole thing. Yeah, that's you know? yeah. I mean, the, peop- the, the celebrities that were being vocal last week, mm. um, maybe uh, Carrie Pamu Pamu. I don't know if she's, she's, take, she's lying low this time. Kind of, yeah, retracted. Um, but but you know, there were a lot of celebrities coming out and saying things. So I'm sure like some of them must have obviously caught onto this and then you know, continued their, I don't know, their advocation to, to go against their ruling. Yeah. Um, but did it, has this story seen as much traction from celebrities? As oh, yeah, compared sure. To last week? Yeah. yeah, it's something like everyone is talking about since last yeah, week. So they've really kind of carried it forward. Mm. Yeah. So in the, you know, midst of it, like, why, why would you want to play hmm. Majan? And yeah, like it said that, the other players, other three players, because you need at least four players to do mm. play Majin, right? Are all like media people. Yeah. From Asahi Shimbun and I, I think it was Sankei as well. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's disappointing, isn't it? For a man in his position, 
Uh, it's not particularly unique to to Japan, though, is it? You know, there's stories from all over the world of people just just they just refuse to to go with you know the guidelines of this pandemic, and people just they just can't self restrain for like a couple of months to go without. You know, that's probably one of his like pastimes. He probably likes to hang out with his his friends and play some mahjong, which is totally fine. But at the moment, you know, we're all we're all making sacrifices. Yeah. And a, someone in his position should, I think, be trying harder because he's setting an example for everybody else, right? I mean, you mm. remember a few weeks ago, all those like uh, pachinko stores mm. uh, were heavily criticized for not shutting down their businesses. Sure. Yeah, in yeah. the midst of emergency declaration mm. and so as all those like pachinko fans or maybe i should call them like pachinko addicts mm. right but like you know looking at the news of you know kurokawa like how is he different than those like pachinko addicts right yeah true i mean that that might cause like a negative impact for these people because they're you know if you're addicted to something then you don't maybe think about things so, so logically mm. you just like you just want to feed your addiction so they're probably thinking well he's doing it he's like the top of the court in japan like i'm gonna go out and play pachinko it's totally fine you know because they'll probably look for any like excuse right they would they'll use this news and be like well you know he he didn't really care about you know he didn't care about the rules so why should we right i feel like that could have a yeah it just sets a bad standard Mm. okay so on to some slightly more upbeat entertainment news next the extremely popular manga and anime series Demon Slayer, also known as Kimetsu no Yaiba in Japanese, currently has over 60 million volumes in circulation around the world. The story focuses on a boy named Tanjiro Kamado and his sister Nezuko, who was turned into a demon after their family was slaughtered. These events spur Tanjiro to take action and he vows to find a cure for his sister and rid the world of demons by becoming a demon slayer. While sales numbers continue to increase, the manga itself came to an end this week, finishing with chapter 205. The controversial ending divided fans, leaving some grateful to the author for her hard work and others upset with the way things were left. However, all fans are in mutual agreement that they want more Demon Slayer, and fortunately for them, they did not have to wait long for the announcement of a spin-off series. Kimetsu no Yaiba Rengoku Gaiden is currently in the works and will center around the fan-favorite Pillar of Flame, Kyojuro Rengoku. No official date for the spin-off series has been announced. I'm very aware of this manga mm. slash anime, um, but I've never seen it. Um, I know it's huge. It's like every, I just see it everywhere now. Like it's just on adverts and yeah. merchandise, and it's almost like uh, like I used to go every time I go to any kind of shop, and I just see like the One Piece merchandise. But right. now and I just see like Kimetsu no Yaiba everywhere. Mm. <laughs> yeah, you've got two young boys, Yasu. Do they watch this? Animals, is it a bit too mature for them or yeah i would say so it's it's a bit mature for you know small kids mm. so what's, um, what's the general age range because this is like a, a shonen yeah manga. maybe kids above the age of 10 or so. 10 yeah, yeah, yeah i get that impression oh okay yeah. have you ever seen it yourself so yeah like uh this has been a big news in japan this week at least in the in the field of entertainment this was the biggest news and to be honest, like uh, Kimetsu was always on my my red radar, so to say. But I never knew this was going to end anytime soon. Mm. So when I saw the news, I was like, "Oh, it has already ended." Because, uh, you know, I was feeling for the last few months that the you know news or uh, the the story around Kimetsu is only getting like 
bigger, more、mm. and more people talking about it.、Mm. So I never thought it was going to end this soon, but、uh, it did end. So、um, you know, it was only like like a few days ago I finally started、uh, reading the manga version.、Mm. Yeah, so、um, I downloaded、um, about like half of all the the episodes on my Kindle, and I think I finished reading until like about like hundred episodes. Oh wow! So you really like burnt through it? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I, I read it very fast. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, it's it's quite short, I would say, for such a popular title. Yeah. Because if you're a manga writer,、um, you know, you, you don't want to end it too quickly. Yeah, true. But I I always applaud. Authors who decide to end their works, like when when they feel like it should end, instead、exactly. of saying like, "Oh, it's so popular!" Like I just love money, you know? Like <laughs> yeah, 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 <laughs> totally. Like, I mean, like、uh, when you think about it,、mm. like、uh, look at for example, like Harry Potter or yeah, literally what I was Ga- thinking. Ga- yeah, Game of、yeah. Thrones. If it goes until yeah, you know, since it's popular, we're, we're you know、uh, yeah. continuing up until like. Series like twenty or thirty, and、yeah. it just you know ruins the exactly <laughs> the whole、yeah. thing. So the world of Kimetsu is set in Japan about one、uh, hundred years ago. Oh, okay, so it's not yeah, because I I got that it looked like kind of Edo era kind of style, which is I mean hundred years ago is not Edo era, but right, it、it's, looks more、uh, that kind of style, I guess. Yeah, so it's actually Taisho era. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, and that's about when Japan was、uh, you know starting to evolve into the you know modern society. That's just before Meiji, right? Taisho was that after? Um, after Meiji. After Meiji. Yeah.、Okay. So you know they gradually. Kind of like、uh, became westernized,、mm. but still they were coming from the world of、uh, samurai. Yeah, so, yeah. So it's kind of、um, like eclectic. Yeah. Okay. No, a、cool. combination of both, like some some western taste, but、um, based on the Japanese. Yeah. So actually, one thing I think is interesting about the this manga or the anime, which、I've, even though I've never seen it, the name is kind of cool, right?、Uh, so Yaiba.、Um, mm. I, I got I learned this word. Well, when I first heard about it. I can't remember. I asked somebody and was like, "What the hell is yaiba?" And they just told me it means sword. It's actually the old reading sword or blade. Yeah, it's kind of like an old reading for the the kanji that we still use for sword, but it's it's like a type of sword. You know, I, I'm not a <laughs> sure, sure. You know,、uh, although I'm a local Japanese.、Uh, at least that's the that's my understanding. Yeah, as far as I'm aware, it's quite an old. Uh, reading of the word, right? So people don't use it anymore.、Mm. Um, and also, this word kimetsu—it's not actually a word, right? Yeah, it's a made-up word. Yeah, so but like, it sounds pretty cool. Yeah, even it in sounds、Japanese. cool. I mean, yeah, yeah, even if you read it as just like in English, kimetsu no yaiba, it sounds cool.、Mm. But like the first kanji、uh, is oni, which is demon,、mm. but it, it can can be read as ki. And then metsu means like destruction or death.、Mm. So it's like demon destruction. And then, like, nor is like kind of this、uh, connecting particle, and then blade. So basically, it translates to like blade of demons destruction, which is like super、yeah. cool, <laughs> mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. think. So、uh, maybe a、yeah, demon slayer in English. That sort of sounds it sounds a bit more normal. It reminds me of、uh, yeah, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Right? <laughs> If you simply call it the、uh, demon slayer in English, yeah, it sounds a bit bit lame. I don't、mm. think like blade、mm. of demons destruction. That sounds like a cool metal album, <laughs> <Right> . but yeah, I just think like from a language perspective, I thought the, the name was pretty cool as well. So onto the third story of the week: SoftBank has reported twenty-three point six million dollars in quarterly operating income 
a whopping 99% plunge from last year's income. SoftBank's Vision Fund, which includes Uber, is primarily being blamed after a continued loss of investors and profit has led to a drop in overall market value now reaching $22 billion. One prominent board member, Alibaba founder Jack Ma, announced his retirement this week as well, which led to more negative outlooks from the tech giant. Despite the negative results of Vision Fund, CEO Masayoshi Son is already working to gather outside investor support for a successor to Vision Fund. The first Vision Fund, whose investments into untested startups led to revolutionary results such as Uber and WeWork, helped to permanently change the technological world. Sun remains hopeful for Vision Fund 2 and the direction of the company and is planning a massive buyback campaign to strengthen stocks for the teetering company. I don't have so much experience with SoftBank as a company. Uh, they're obviously a mobile provider, but they have a lot of, they have many fingers in many pies, mm. as you might say. Right. Um, so I don't know what kind of their other investments, but that's a huge drop in, in just one quarter. Hmm. Well, to me, this news itself wasn't a big surprise because right now almost everyone in the market is making losses, right? So to make a comparison, for example, uh, Berkshire Hathaway, uh, the fund that Warren Buffett is running, they've recorded as much as $50 billion US dollars uh, losses this oh, quarter. Wow. So, you know, basically more the more the money you uh, invested in the market, the more loss you're making now, mm. right? So of course that's one thing, but another thing is that uh, some of the companies that Mr. Son has invested are not doing well. Oh, okay. So for example, uh, look at WeWork, right? Within a year, uh, the valuation of WeWork has dropped from $47 billion to, I believe it was like $2.9 billion. billion. Oh, wow. So it's almost like 95% um, like loss in the, in the value of the company. Mm. Yeah, there's another one called uh, Oyo Hotels. Uh, have Oyo you heard? Hotels. Oyo Hotels no. and Homes. Okay. And it's an Indian startup that SoftBank Vision Fund has invested. Mm. And uh, it's also going through a lot of, um, you know, financial like difficulties mm. uh, recently. And it said that uh, Oyo is going to be the next WeWork for SoftBank. Oh, okay. So, you know, sooner or later, it will going to cause a lot of uh, financial, like, losses to SoftBank. Mm. Also, as you know, like, SoftBank is a major shareholder of Uber mm. in the U.S. Or, or uh, it's based in U.S., but it's everywhere, right? Mm. And Uber is also traded a way below the its IPO price. Mm. So, you know, it's not like performing like really well in terms of, um, you know, uh, from a financial standpoint. Mm. But uh, having said, it's not the end of the world for SoftBank because, um, you know, SoftBank's main business is, uh, you know, mobile business in mm. Japan, right? And that itself is generating as much as uh, 50 billion US dollars every year yeah yeah and the number of users is still like growing in japan mm. oh okay interesting yeah but you know what i found like interesting about this news is that i found a lot of japanese people supporting mr sondam before mm. but do you know why no no idea <laughs> um so basically he has made a huge loss but uh, most of um, SME, you know, small to medium enterprises, uh, business owners in Japan are also making losses too due oh, to okay. Corona. 
and uh, they are now referring uh, Sonsan to Sonsan, like uh, using another Chinese character. Mm. And do you know Son also has a Chinese character, which means losses? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So they're like respectfully calling Sonsan. Mr. Loss. Mr. Loss. <laughs> and they're just kind of like, uh, you know, encouraging themselves, yeah. uh, thinking that, hey, like if you know, Sonsan is making, you know, tens of billions of dollars of losses, then mm. the kind of losses that we're making now is nothing. Yeah, I, I can understand that. <laughs> I can imagine he's not too happy with that with that name, you know. I don't I don't want the nickname Mr. Loss. Yeah, <laughs> not... but I, I don't think he cares. <laughs> True, yeah, he, yeah, he's got too much money to care. Mm. Or maybe and he doesn't like, anymore, that's the whole point, right? <laughs> and still, a lot of people in Japan believe that you know, even though this is this should be one of the biggest challenges Mr. Son is facing today, um, you know, he will eventually prevail, and I'm I'm one of them. I, I think he will overcome the challenge. So on to our next story, uh, a bit of a light-hearted one this time. After years of consistently putting out gaming content, one kind grandma has been recognized by Guinness as the oldest video game creator on YouTube. Ninety-year-old Hamako Mori has been playing video games for almost 40 years and has been making content on YouTube since 2015. Her channel, Gamer Grandma, boasts a comfortable 278,000 subscribers and counting. Do not let her age or appearance fool you though, Hamako is a serious gamer, delivering witty dialogue and impressive skills in her gaming playthroughs. On games that she particularly likes, she claims that she will stay up late into the early hours of the morning playing non-stop. She makes a variety of gaming-related videos from playthroughs to unboxings. She has recently made a video expressing her thanks to all of her viewers, saying that it would not be possible without them, and that she never imagined being number one in the world at anything. I love this story. This is great. It's so wholesome. It's so, <laughs> it's so sweet. She's so sweet. Like, um, I'm actually a subscriber to her channel. Oh, you did? Yeah, I've, uh, maybe like since like a year and a half and two years ago. I just, oh, I just okay. found her like, maybe like on, on like a get, like maybe it was like Kotaku or something, like one of these like big... Um, right, right gaming uh, news websites mm. they just mentioned her in an article and, you know because i'm learning japanese i thought you know sure. I, I like to consume content that's related to me and i'm a big gamer so i thought yeah you know, some sweet old lady playing games that sounds uh, really fun um and it's it's great yeah it's great content um yeah she's in incredible i mean y y so you know what kind of like game she's playing right yeah they're pretty like serious she plays like some kind of horror games she plays like resident evil or biohazard i know, um, I know. so when i first saw this news because to be honest i didn't know her until recently mm. and but you know i just went to her channel and started checking some of her videos and i initially imagined that she was playing a kind of game like pokemon or animal crossing <laughs> yeah. you know more of a peaceful games but yeah. yeah as i said like she's playing resident evil even like call of duty yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> at the age of like 90 and i was like oh like it's it's just like unbelievable yeah so when you hear like gaming grandma like you say you assume that she's playing some kind of nice games <laughs> but like i don't know all these kind of like intense action games they must do wonders for her like mental like sharpness you know because like stuff like like call of duty or like any kind of game with guns or like action like combat they usually require quick reflexes right yeah so it doesn't really matter what they the do. theme of the game is but the, the mechanics of the game require you to be quite sharp mm. and react accordingly so I'd imagine for her, yeah, it's it's just a great way to stay mentally active, you know. Mm. Um, and it's a problem all around the world um, that just there's too many old people that 
just don't have anybody. They get they get lonely, and it's it's just an issue we're dealing with in every country. So it's great for her that I don't really I, I assume she has family, but I don't I don't really know much about her. But even you know if she did get into that state, she feels a bit lonely. She has this massive YouTube community that cares about her, mm. and that's really heartwarming, you know, because she's never going to feel like you know she's been kind of forgotten by the world and stuff like that. And, and she just does this completely out of passion. So like her production value is like super low, but that just adds to the charm, you know, because she's not obviously not, aside from the gaming, she's not like tech savvy. Um, but as far as I'm aware, she does it all herself. Um, I don't know if she has like an editor that helps her put the videos together. Probably she does. She, she might do, mm -hmm. yeah. Um, mm -hmm. But it's just cool. I love her. She's great. Um. <laughs> yeah. So I, I checked a few of her videos and noticed that you know, the way she plays the game, like she just looks so like mentally uh, prepared mm. to play the, the latest like uh, 3D based like horror games. Yeah, yeah. So the one I saw was uh, for Resident Evil, mm. uh, the remake of the Resident Evil 3, I yeah, believe. Yeah. And you remember the, the, the tyrant? Like, mm. uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, oh, it was maybe Nemesis. Uh, so Nemesis. The, Nemesis, yeah. yeah. So the, the bad guy mm. who, who keeps like just, you know, stalking you until yeah, the yeah, end yeah. of the game. <laughs> and when the, the Nemesis like, came out from the wall, like basically everyone freaks out, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she's so like composed. She's like, oh, where did this guy come from? Yeah, yeah. I need to run. <laughs> And she just like, you know, fires a gun in his head and then, oh, he's like bulletproof, what should I do? But like, she's just not like freaking out, you know? Yeah. And like when she finds a zombie and zombie like stand, stands out, mm. she's like, oh, he, he resurrected and just, you know, stabs a knife in his head yeah, yeah. and, you know, this hilarious i guess when you get to that age you've just seen everything so yeah. just, nothing surprises her anymore yeah especially if she's playing a video game for 40 years yeah 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 it's I mean, above our age right that's it yeah like <laughs> even if we've been playing since the day i was born the day you were born that's still not long enough right yeah so she must have had like the first like atari and the, all that cool stuff back in the commodore yeah back in the day. um yeah that's awesome yeah it, it's just great to see that she's She's staying active. She's being a positive role model. She's just being an entertainer for everybody. Yeah. And she's just getting so much love. And the fact that she got this record, she gets some kind of recognition for the kind of work that she's doing. And now on to our final story of the week. A recent simulation depicting social distancing in a theatre was considered a full house with only 15% of the available seats filled. Theatre has been closed since April 7th due to the coronavirus, but as time continues, measures to open under corona are being considered for sustainability reasons. Out of 398 seats available, 60 seats were determined to be the limit in order to follow the Mitsu social distancing guidelines. This mainly empty room could soon become the norm for all concert halls, movie theatres and live shows. This raises several new concerns of the reality of live entertainment, including how high ticket prices will likely rise now that only a select number of seats will be available. With more and more live shows and concerts continuing to be cancelled, people will have to learn to cope with a lack of live performances, which is sure to have an effect on stress levels. In one point, I'm just still kind of trying to deal with the fact that we live in this kind of situation where this, this is now a, a reality. Um, but I'm, I'm a musician. Mm. and I have a lot of musician friends. So I know a lot of people who have been affected by this kind of situation. And it, it's not great, obviously. It, it sucks, you know, without yeah. lack of a better word. 
Um, so obviously we need to start thinking about ways to, you know, step back into that that world of having live entertainment, mm. not just music, you know, plays, you know, going to movies and stuff like that, because people need entertainment in their lives, you know, otherwise it just, everything gets too much, you know, that's why we have such a variety of entertainment. But 15% of the original audience is it's mm. kind of worrying, isn't it? For the, for the businesses, is that sustainable without making the prices just unaffordable? Let's say like only 15% is the, the maximum capacity. Then as you implied, we would need to pay probably six times or seven times more than, than the original price mm. to make the theaters profitable, yeah. right? And like, I'm, I'm not a fan of, I'm not a big fan of uh, classical music, mm. but more of a rock or, you know, mm. jazz type of guy. But, you know, even me, like, do I want to go to a rock, you know, uh, music concert paying like six times for mm. times or seven times more than before? If the original <laughs> price was, say, like $100, then you have to pay like 600 or $700, right? Yeah. Do we want to pay that, um, you know, that much money with like, and especially for a rock concert, you want to see like more people like with you, right? Enjoying the concert together. That's it, yeah. So like, I, I don't think I will like uh, pay such amount of money for such think, yeah. like, you know, empty experience. I think most people wouldn't really want to pay that. But yeah, across all kind of entertainment industries, um, it's just interesting to see this model being played out. Um, it's very worrying, you know, because like I say, I personally know a lot of people who are in this situation mm. um, that, yeah, might not be able to recover from mm. this if it is 15% uh, of the audience that they used to be, which results in a six or seven times price increase. Mm. If if any country could cope with a, such a massive increase in prices, it might be Japan. Because like people in Japan just, when they're into something, they're really into it. You know, like these super fans. Mm -hmm. And like, when like tickets go on sale, I see people like queuing up down the road to go to like idol shows and stuff. So like, a part of me thinks like maybe some people would actually like, sure. they would actually consider spending that much money. <laughs> yeah, but you know, there is no like real limit to like how many hours you can wait in the line, but mm. there is always a certain like limit to your budget, right? True, true. And if it becomes like 10 times or 20 times more expensive, then it will be unre unrealistic for most people, I would yeah, say. Yeah, I guess so. Maybe uh, Mr. Jack Ma might be the only man in the audience. Sun-san. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, who knows? <laughs> Even Sonsa may want to save some money now, yeah. right? <laughs> so that wraps it up for all the news stories this week. Now let's jump into our final segment of the show, Word of the Week. So today I'm going to introduce you one of my favorite Wasei Egos. Wasei ego or Japanese English are Japanese language expressions based on English words or parts of word combinations that do not exist in standard English. So the word of the week is guts pause or guts pose in Japanese. Guts pause. Do you know what? I don't know. That's the most ridiculous is. one you've you've given me so far, Yasu. But no hint. No hint. No hint. No guts <laughs> pause. Uh, I just love the way that sounds. That's great. Guts pause. Okay. Yeah. 
using my powers of deduction, let's let's figure this out. Mm-hmm. So like, I think it sounds just like instant reaction. It sounds like something like to do with your gut, right? Like um, almost like your instinct and pause being like to pause, right? So maybe like, uh, like if a girl rejects you, like in an anime, it's so intense, right? The girl mm. rejects you so much and like your guts like fall out of your body and you're just like, your hot, like time stops because you're just in so much pain. That's how I feel guts pause sounds. So can you show me your best guess, like uh, guts pause in front of the, the camera? <laughs> What is your It's guts like, pause? Uh, like this, like, ah, no, okay. like she rejected me. Oh, yeah. Okay. Like just for you, right, time stops and she's just like crushed your dreams, mm. you know, and your guts are just everywhere. <laughs> okay. Figuratively. Okay. Not literally. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's almost completely wrong. Oh. Uh, good try though. Uh, except that uh, you got it right. The the you know clenching of the fist part. Oh okay. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's that's a very like essential part of the the gut spot. I'm so happy with ma- that, yeah. maybe yeah maybe I should give you a pass, right? <laughs> the closest word for a gut spot in English is a uh, fist pump. Mm, okay. So a normal like. Guts pose is like this yeah, or, yeah. or or this. Mm. And the reason why it's called uh, a guts pose mm. in Japanese is that there's a guy called uh, Guts Ishimatsu in okay. Japan. Ha- have you heard of him? Guts. Guts. Was it like Guts? Guts. 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 It sounds Ishimatsu. like Guts. Like, guts like, Ishimatsu. Like, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So he's a former lightweight world champion of boxing. Oh, okay. Yeah, many years ago, more than like 40 years ago. Is that a real name? I don't, know uh, like I, I don't think so, but he's a he's a quite well known celebrity. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, and when he regained the championship in 1974, mm. he he did this. Mm. You know, when when he won the the match. Oh, okay. And immediately after that, like uh, some reporter. Uh, reporter started calling it the uh, guts pose. Guts pose. <laughs> Why pause? Is it because he just holds the pose like? Yeah, pause. yeah. In front of the the camera. Yeah. So that brings us to the end of this week's episode. Whether you're listening to the podcast or watching on YouTube, make sure that you're subscribed for a new episode every single week. Thanks for watching, everyone. For more Japan-related content, check out viewtokyo.com. And if you have any questions or comments about today's show. Check out Gutokyo News on Twitter. So uh, stay healthy, stay safe, guys. Uh, hopefully, this whole ordeal will be over soon. And when it is, I'm going to do a guts pause in celebration. <laughs> uh, check back next week for the next episode of the Ryu Tokyo podcast. Mm-hmm.